Good morning, church. Good morning. Man, it's a good day to be here on the Lord's Day. It's a good day to <clears throat> gather up and uh, take communion. What a, what a blessed day that is. Uh, you know, some say uh, the Word tells us do it often. Uh, some believe that that is uh, every time you gather. Uh, we believe that we don't ever want it to be a tradition uh, or uh, just an act that we do. We want it to be uh, reverent, if we can say. And so we take it once a month and uh, we join together in that. And what a blessing that is that we get to do that and remember what He has done. And I will tell you, it is, um, it's not a time of mourning, but it's a time of rejoicing. And what a blessing that is that we get to do that and be uh, in Him and... Uh, <clears throat> Just enjoy that time. So, uh, uh, what a blessing. Uh, last week we started into uh, John chapter 13. And we dug into uh, the spiritual meaning of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And, and uh, we talked about that that is a washing in the Word for us. That, uh, man, when we dive into God's Word... It's like Jesus washing our feet. And, and we put lots of emphasis here at Beecher Island on God's Word. We put all emphasis on God's Word here. And we truly believe that it is very important for each one of you to, to have God's Word, to bring God's Word with you. Uh, you know, we, we probably all saw the deal that said, man, if we carry God's Word like we carry a cell phone, <clears throat> we'd be armored up, wouldn't we? Uh, but we truly believe that God's Word is important. That, that it is His infallible Word, and we need to be of it. And that's why every Sunday I say that we're an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. Because we truly believe that it is all about His Word, and we teach from His Word. There's no hierarchy telling us or telling me what I'm going to preach. There's no hierarchy telling me what Scriptures I'm going to give to you this week. No, it's the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who leads us, guides us, guides me in my preaching. Um, so we rely on God and His Word. And so we encourage you to bring His Word every week. If you don't have your Bible today, there's one in front of you. Yes, it is an NIV, but... <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that out there. A lot of the um, elders have... Uh, passed around this video that's about an hour and a half long. I'm not going to go into all the details, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of harping on a little bit of NIV. So uh, um, uh, it's all right. I shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry I brought that up. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But uh, uh, it is good. Bring God's Word. It's in front of you if you don't have your Bible today. But if you want to, open it to John 13. The Gospel of John. Uh, man, it's been a blessing to journey through the Gospel of John. And, and I, I can't get enough of it, to be honest with you. Every, I, I'm not saying that we just need to study John, because if we study John, we can, and John only, we can, we can get a little off track. But if we study John and look at the rest of the Bible with it, my goodness, we can remember. We can remember what John puts at the end. In chapter 20, verse 31, he says, But these things were written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing, you'll have a life in His name. Life in His name. That's what John's laying out. He said, man, listen to me. I wrote this Gospel. I penned it so that you will know by the time you're done reading it, 
You should have no question that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. And that's what I want in my mind as I read it. I want that in your mind as we read through the Gospel of John. We've, <coughs> excuse me, we've pushed hard in the first 12 chapters to remember that. But as I said last week, as we jump into chapters 13 through 17, we're going to get to see the love chapters of the New Testament in my mind. And uh, I don't want to lose track, though, that, man, it is all about the Christ, the Son of God. And that's why we're reading it. That's why we're here. That's why we jump into His Word. And um, so, John chapter 13. If we'll turn there with me, if you haven't already, John chapter 13. And we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 20, which we read last week. But there's so much to it that, that uh, I thought we better, we better keep hammering on chapters or verses 1 through 20. And, and uh, we may read them again next week, just so you know. <laughs> but John chapter 13, 1 through 20. It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for Him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved His own who were in the world, He now showed them the full extent of His love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already promoted Judas Issachar, or prompted Judas Issachar, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power, <clears throat> and that He had come from God and was returning to God. So He got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, A person who has been bathed, who has had a bath, needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. That was why he said not every one of you was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes and he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the Scripture. He who shares my bread, he who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you believe that I am He. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Amen, amen. 
Let's pray. Father God, I thank You for this morning. I thank You for Your Word. And Lord, I pray that we, that we dig into it. That we don't just let it sit on a shelf. But we dig into it and we, and we study Your Word. And Lord, when we don't have understanding, I pray. I pray, Lord, that we just keep reading it. We seek out other brothers and sisters to, to get uh, help in that if we, if we uh, lack understanding. But we know in all, Lord, you will, you will pour it out to us. You will give it to us. And I just pray, Lord, this morning that it be Your Word that fulfills and that I should say that fills us, Lord. Uh, and, and if I say anything that is not of you, Lord, I, I pray that it just, it just stays right here and it doesn't leave. Lord, I pray that it's your word that stays on our hearts as we leave here today. And, and, it, and it just um, helps us to seek you even more and, and come to a more intimate relationship with you. Lord, I thank you for every person here this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <coughs> So last week we talked about the difference between the bath and the basin. And, and, and uh, we really tried to dig into that. And, and we, we, we talked through the spiritual meaning of Jesus washing their feet. We, when, when Jesus had, had got done washing their feet, when He had finished, that, he, he, the Word says He put back on His outer garments and He, and he sat down at the table. And then He asked a question. He asked the disciples a question, and, and you know what? If, if, we would, uh, if we would just look at every question that Jesus asked, it would be quite a study. It'd be quite a study to look at all the questions. Yeah, he doesn't ask these questions because he's lacking knowledge. No, no, no. He asks these questions because he's wanting to make sure that they understand what he's saying. He, he asks these questions to make sure that they know when he asks this one question. He says, do you know what I have done to you? Do you know what I've done to you? Man, what kind of answer do you give to that? I mean, think about that. What, what, what would your answer be? After Jesus stoops down and, and He washes your feet, the, the, the one that's unworthy, he, he stoops down and washes your feet and He asks you this question. you understand what I've done to you? What's your answer? You know, I think the good thing is is that Jesus didn't give the disciples much time to talk. <laughs> I think He asked the question and, and then He answers His question. He wants them to fully understand what He had done. What He had done. And so in verse 13, He says, You call Me Teacher and Lord. And you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the Teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. The disciples had acknowledged that Jesus was Lord. That He was their teacher. That He was, that he was everything. And, and they were right in doing so. But His example showed that the highest rank and power in the kingdom, in the kingdom structure, is that of a servant. It's that of a servant. Man, I, I think the disciples... And myself struggle with wrapping my head around that. The depth of what Jesus is laying out here. But church, I have a question for you. Did, did Jesus really mean <clears throat> that we should wash each other's feet? Literally, wash each other's feet. Was Jesus putting in an ordinance for the church that every time you walk through that door, I better be on my knees back there with a basin and wash your feet? No, that's not what He was saying. 
Now, should we do that physically? Yeah. Yeah. Nathan's back there laughing. He's going to wash your feet next time you come. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. But truly, uh, should we physically wash one another's feet once in a while? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes that's needed. But that's not what Jesus was saying to his disciples and to us. That, that hey, it's about the washing. No, no, he's saying, hey, this is what you should be doing. You should do. And it was a, a spiritual definition that Jesus was given here. You see, uh, we talked about it last week, but he was telling them that they should keep each other constantly clean with the Word, with the Gospel, with the Gospel message lifting him up. And, and, and uh, you know, he's saying if you see another brother growing, another brother or sister growing cold or worldly, pick him up. Encourage them in the Word. Bring them along. Help them out. You know, uh, we should lovingly encourage one another in God's Word. Now, we all know that it's not easy. It's not easy to encourage one another in God's Word always. It's, it's not easy to wash feet. <clears throat> not easy for me to wash. Maybe if you're a person who does pedicures, that's no big deal. <laughs> is, that, is that your pedicure feet? Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> But, but in that, it's, it's probably easy for them. It's not easy for me to wash me. It's not always easy to lift somebody up in God's Word, even though it should be, but it's not always easy. It's easy to see when somebody's feet are dirty, though, isn't it? It's easy to see when somebody needs their feet washed. It's pretty, pretty easy to see, too, that when somebody's growing cold or worldly. It's usually easy to see that. But the issue is at that point, are you willing to wash their feet? At that point, when you see that that you know what, maybe maybe uh, maybe they do need their feet washed. Is that the point where we come up with every excuse to not do it, to to not wash their feet, or every excuse that that they're justified in being the way they are, and so we don't wash their feet? Jesus said in verse 15, He said, For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. And then He says, Truly, truly. He says, Focus, focus, right? He says, Hey, church, I need you to get this. He was telling His disciples, right? Hey, listen up. He said, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. If pride and personal animosities <clears throat> prevent us from stooping to serve others, to serve our brothers and sisters, we should remember that we are not greater than our Master. We're not greater than anybody else that sits in here. We're not greater than anybody else that walks this world. We are not greater. You see, He humbled Himself to wash those who were unworthy and unthankful. 
Jesus Himself humbled Himself to stoop down to wash their feet. He even knew that one of them would betray Him. He even knew that one of them would betray Him, but yet He still stooped down and He washed His feet. <clears throat> I mean, truly, would you minister in a lowly way to a person that, that is going to betray you, that's going to, that's going to betray you for money? If you knew that they were going to do that, would you stoop down and wash their feet? Would you pick them up? Would you encourage them in God's Word? You see, Jesus didn't make any excuses as to why He should not serve someone. Especially someone who was just about to betray Him. But, but isn't that what we do? I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real here. Uh, I, I'm pretty good at justifying why I should not help someone if I feel that they don't deserve my help. What it boils down to is I'm pretty good at thinking that I'm better than the next person because that's what it's about. I'm pretty good at pretending that you don't exist when you've wronged me. I'm pretty good at... Uh, Making sure I find something else to do when you need something physically or spiritually when I don't feel like you like me. Am I hitting home for some? <clears throat> you know, I told myself something this week and I think it was <clears throat> Jesus laying it on my heart. Get over yourself. Humble yourself in the Lord. Humble yourself in the Lord. I, I mean, truly, I, that really hit me this week. Matthew 23, 11 and 12. Matthew 23, 11 and 12. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I have so much to learn from this. I have so much to learn in humbling myself and becoming a true servant of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Laying aside my animosities, my excuses, my flesh, my issues, and, and, and saying, Lord, I'm your horse. Lord, I, I, I want to be your horse. I, I, I want to do your will. I don't want to be of myself. I don't want to be of my flesh and allow those things to, to build walls and excuses. But I want to be of you, Lord. I want to be a servant stooping down to wash the feet of every person, including all of my enemies. Man, so much to learn. Matthew 25, 35 through 40. Matthew 25, 35 through 40. For I was hungry. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Man. 
Church, what if we were to lay aside our differences? What, what if we were to lay aside our differences? Our, our differences with people inside this church. Our, our differences with our co-workers. Our differences with our family. Our, our differences with our neighbors. And we lifted them up. And we encouraged them. We helped them. We listened to them. We pray with them. We pray for them. We serve them. Romans 12, 10 through 18. Romans 12, 10 through 18. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to, the, giving to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men if it is possible. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Let's wash their feet. Let's wash their feet. Let's just talk about inside the church for a minute. What would happen if when someone would miss church, if 20 of us would reach out to them in some way, call them, text them, knock on their door, and say in a loving way, not ashaming them, but in a loving way, man, church, what if we did that? What if, what if we called them, texted them, talked to them, and said, you know what, we missed you. And I don't know what's going on, but man, I hope your family and you were okay, or you were okay, and I want to pray with you. What if, what if we would do that for one another? What if that was you that it happened to? I pray that you would feel loved. Loved. I, what if we would do that for one another, church? Let's talk about outside the church for a minute. What about the neighbor that's down the road that's difficult to get along with? I think we all have one. And if not, you haven't lived where you live long enough. Okay? <laughs> so, but what about that neighbor? What if you send them a text that says, Hello, I hope you have a blessed day. More than one time, do that. What if you did that for your neighbor? What about that family member that you're struggling with? What about that family member you're struggling with? What, what if it, in some way you reached out to them, even if it's a text and said, I'm thinking about you today, I love you. What about the stranger that you see in town? And you just smile at them, ask them how their day is. Doesn't it all boil down to love? Doesn't it all boil down to love? Showing love when the world says to reject them. Loving them when the world tells you that, that you can just shove them off. 
Man, what an opportunity we would have if we follow Jesus' example to wash feet. Think about the opportunities that we would have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ if we would stoop to the level of washing feet as we are called to do. John 13, 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Wash their feet. Hebrews 13, 1 and 2 says, Let love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Wash their feet. Wash their feet. Mark 12, 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Wash their feet. Wash their feet. John 13, 13. You call me teacher and Lord and you are right. For so I am. If I then, the Lord and teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet, for I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Wash their feet. Wash their feet. Praise Jesus that He has given this example. He has given us this example of stooping down to the unworthy, to the unthankful, and washing their feet. Because you know what, church? If we strive to follow this example, again, think about the doors that it opens. Think about the opportunities that it will give us for the kingdom of God. Think about the opportunities that you're going to have with that neighbor that's, that, that's a little difficult to get along with when you send him a several messages that say, hey man, I hope you have a blessed day. And the next time you see him at the farm auction or at the store or wherever it's at, he says, what are you doing, man? I'm letting Jesus fill me. I'm doing His work. And you know what? I really do hope that you have a blessed day. And what about when they say, who's this Jesus? Who's this Jesus you're talking about? Man. And let me just say that I know that some of you already do an amazing job of following Jesus' example. I know that, that some of you in here already, already do that. You reach out to people. You, you lift people up. You, you, you bury people in God's Word. And it, and it encourages them. It lifts them up. And you're praying for them. And man, what a blessing that is for not only you, but that person that you do that for. What a blessing. But I just want to encourage all of us, all of us to follow that example of Jesus. Stooping down and washing feet. Picking each other up. Encouraging one another. In every way we possibly can. When you step back and think about what that looks like, man, I'll tell you what, it, it lights me on fire. It's exciting. It's exciting what this church right here, if we take that to heart and we step into that example, what it would do for our community right here.
for the kingdom of God. Amazing. I'm going to invite the music team on up. I'm going to give you a challenge, church. And I, and I, and I pray that you take this challenge to heart. And I, and I pray that this challenge will not just be a challenge for this week, but it will be a challenge that you take on every week. And my challenge is this. I challenge you to wash somebody's feet in some way that is part of this church body. I challenge you to do that in some way to wash the feet of somebody that's part of this church. The second part of my challenge. To wash the feet of somebody that's not part of this church in some way. I pray that you take that challenge on. I pray that you make it serious. I pray that, that, that we will all follow the example that Jesus laid out. Because I pray that we all say, You, Jesus, are Lord and my teacher. And I want to follow You. I want to be all about You. All of those that have accepted Jesus Christ, hang on for a minute, okay? But if this morning you have not called Jesus into your heart to let Him be your Lord and Savior, if you have not called Jesus into your heart to let Him be the Lord of your life and know that you have eternal life in Him, today is the day. Don't let another day go by that you don't call Him Lord. Man, there's no better thing. As John said, these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you will have life in His name. Today's the day to have that life. And if you want to do that today, then I want to talk with you. I want to pray with you because it is a glorious day. And the angels and the heavens will be rejoicing and dancing when you call Him in. For those that have called Jesus Christ to be their Lord, if you've not stepped into the water to be baptized, why not? Why not? It's not the washing away of sins. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do except for you publicly saying, Jesus is my Lord, and if anybody wants to talk about it, come to me, because I'm going to tell you all about my Jesus. And so if you haven't made that choice to let Him be your Lord, do it today. But if you have made the choice and you haven't been baptized and, and shouted from the mountaintops that He's your God, talk to me today. And let me just say this for real. If you need any prayers at all for anything, anything, I want to pray with you. The elders want to pray with you. Come forward as we stand and sing here in just a minute and I want to pray with you. Let's wash me. Let's wash me. Father God, I thank You for this morning. I thank You that we have Your Word. I thank You that You give us this example of stooping down to the unworthy, the unthankful, the ones that even betray. Wash their feet. Lord, help us to get rid of all excuses, all roadblocks, all everything. And become of You and wash feet. Lord, help us to take it serious. Help us to be in You. 
Lord, it's all about you. And we can only wash feet when we're in you and of you. Lord, I pray that we do that every day. Lord, I thank you that you love us so much. That you are willing to be a servant. Lord, help us to be a servant of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing.